Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode. And before we get started, let's say a word of prayer so the Lord will be with us and lead and guide and direct. With that being said, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and praise you for all that you do for us. Lord, we ask that you continue to be with us because there is coming upon us such a time as we have never seen or known before. And there are going to be many deceptions and many great things going on all at once or all around us and it'll be easy to be confused but Lord you know that we are weak and that is why you have given us instructions and that is why you have told us what to expect and how to prepare for that time help us to do what is necessary in order to be ready for that time that is coming upon us help us to get rid of every sin that so easily beset help us to cling to you and to your light and to the truth Lord we thank Thank you in advance for helping us to get us ready for that time that is coming upon us. Lord, give us the strength that we need and be with us always. We thank you and praise you and we ask all these things in your wonderful Holy Son's name. Amen. All right, so today I want to read from a book called Last Day Events and I highly encourage you to read this book for yourself, but we're just going to go through chapter 11, not all of it, but bits and pieces of it and just read it and comment on it and it's very interesting and something that we definitely need to be made aware of because these things are going to be taking place soon and we need to be ready for it. She starts out with this. We are approaching the end of this earth's history and Satan is working as never before. He is striving to act as director of the Christian world. With an intensity that is marvelous, he is working with his lying wonders. Satan is represented as walking about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He desires to to embrace the whole world in his confederacy. Hiding his deformity under the garb of Christianity, he assumes the attributes of a Christian and claims to be Christ himself. The word of God declares that when it suits the enemy's purpose, he will, through his agencies, manifest so great a power under a pretense of Christianity that if it were possible, he shall deceive the very elect. Matthew 24:24. As the spirits will profess faith in the Bible and manifest respect for the institutions of the church, their work will be accepted as a manifestation of divine power. The strongest bulwark of vice in our world is not the iniquitous life of the abandoned sinner or the degraded outcast. It is that life which otherwise appears virtuous, honorable, and noble, but in which one sin is fostered, one vice indulged, genius, talent, sympathy, even generous and kindly deeds may thus become decoys of Satan to entice souls over the precipice of ruin. We need to be so very careful of our souls because they are what is being fought over. Jesus wants our soul and Satan wants our soul. And it is up to us which one we choose to give it to. We can either choose to give up all for Christ or we can indulge in all that we want and lose our soul to Satan. Those are the only two choices. There is no in-between. There is no little bit of sin as a Allowed. No sin is allowed in heaven. Not one iota of sin is going to be in heaven. We must get rid of it all. And it doesn't matter how big or how small that sin is, none of it will enter into those gates. And we must get rid of all of that in us. And we must be careful to not let peer pressure and other people's opinions sway us to do the things that we are told is wrong. And we don't like the fact that these things might be wrong because we like doing them 
and it's so hard to give it up and it's such pleasure and all of these things that we make in our mind and the excuses that we tell ourselves none of that is going to help save us and we need to realize the fact that these things are not important would we rather have a few moments of pleasure and lose out on all of eternity or would we rather spend all of eternity with our savior the one who loves us who gave everything for us we have to ask ourselves the tough questions and we need to be prepared to answer them and it is only through Christ that we can have this victory over sin the Holy Spirit is waiting to help us to overcome angels are standing by our side helping us wanting to help us to get rid of every single sin and temptation in our life we need to go to Christ more we need to pray more this is the message of our time we need to show that Christian love to others all of these things we just need to take one single day at a time and some of these deceptions that are coming in through the church are running rampant and one of these things is music and she talks about this further down she says the things you have described as taking place in Indiana and this was a camp meeting in the 1900s and you can read more about that if you want in selected messages book 2 pages 31 through 39 she says the Lord has shown me would take place just before the close of probation every uncouth thing will be demonstrated there will be shouting with drums music and dancing the senses of rational beings will become so confused that they cannot be trusted to make right decisions a bedlam of noise shocks the senses and perverts that which if conducted aright might be a blessing the powers of satanic agencies blend with the din and noise to have a carnival and this is termed the holy spirit's working those things which have been in the past will be in the future satan will make music a snare by the way in which it is conducted let us give no place to strange exercisings which really take the mind away from the deep movings of the holy spirit god's work is ever characterized by calmness and dignity and i plan on doing a whole podcast about music one day in the future but this little portion here really is important to understand because unfortunately most of our churches these days are appealing to the young people with worldly music and they put christian lyrics to spin it off with that doesn't make the music all right to listen to and unfortunately i have been to many churches and their music is so loud and so filled with drums and beats and everybody's dancing in the aisles and in the pews and it's a mockery it is so sad i had to get up and leave because it was just so awful and so amazing to actually see it in the fact that it was like a concert and it was like a club taking place and it was so sad it broke my heart that I just couldn't take it and I didn't want to listen to that stuff that is not how you worship the Lord that is not how the angels in heaven are singing praises to the Lord Satan knows about music he used to be the conductor of the heavenly angels he knows more about music than anybody and he knows how to make it appeal to people and he knows how to hit it in the right way to make people susceptible and music is so dangerous because it leaves the forefront of your mind and goes into the subconscious so it gets embedded in there and it shifts who you are and changes who you are and it influences you and there's messages subtle messages in the music that we don't often catch and before you know it we're singing to the words and then I think back to some of the songs that I used to sing and I was like oh wow I can't believe it was actually talking about that when you actually read the lyrics itself and think about it but like I said I'll get into that in another time but we need to be very careful hymns are what we should 
should be singing and it doesn't need the benefit of drums or a beat to it. Those hymns are beautiful and written in a way that is worshiping the Lord and where the angels can sing with us. Good angels won't sing with us when we are singing worldly music, but demons will sing with you all day long when you're singing those types of songs. Here is another thing that we need to watch out for because this is going to take place in the end days and especially when we are losing so many people and everybody is so sad for their loved ones and they want them back and so they seek out means that are not good. They go to people who can supposedly bring back their dead relatives to talk to. Brothers and sisters, you do not want to be into that deception and please listen to my podcast called Dead Men Tell No Tales because in there it explains very clearly that the dead stay in the graves and they are not going to be raised up. She says this, Satan will use every opportunity to to seduce men from their allegiance to God. He and the angels who fell with him will appear on the earth as men seeking to deceive. God's angels also will appear as men and will use every means in their power to defeat the purposes of the enemy. Evil angels in the form of men will talk with those who know the truth. They will misinterpret and misconstrue the statements of the messengers of God. Have Seventh-day Adventists forgotten the warning given in the sixth chapter of Ephesians? We are engaged in a warfare against the host of darkness. Unless we follow our leader closely, Satan will obtain the victory over us. Evil angels in the form of believers will work in our ranks to bring in a strong spirit of unbelief. Let not even this discourage you, but bring a true heart to the help of the Lord against the powers of satanic agencies. These powers of evil will assemble in our meetings, not to receive a blessing, but to counterwork the influences of the Spirit of God. We must stand for truth no matter what these people say no matter what it happens because you don't know honestly whether these people are actually real people or if it's demons in the disguise of a human being trying to misconstrue people and mess with their minds and this is what has happened whether we realize it or not and they will subtly twist the word of the Lord or they'll make it of none effect like oh that's not really important to do that it doesn't really mean that I mean I've heard these excuses from people and I'm not saying that they're demons or anything like that because I don't know honestly but I have heard these excuses from people and these people have been deceived by their pastors, by their elders, by other friends and family members that tell them that it's not important, that it's not a sin, that it doesn't really make a difference. We need to be careful of those words because we really don't want to risk our soul salvation. If it is something that we should give up, we should be willing to do that. I mean, Christ gave up everything to be with us. We are not willing to do the same for him because we want to cling to what we like and because it's a convenience for us and because we like doing it. We don't want to give it up because of all of these excuses, whatever they are. Yet the Lord gave up all of heaven and we won't really know the sacrifice that he made until we are actually up there and we can see it for ourselves. And I hope and pray that we are actually are able to go up there and see for ourselves the beauty and the wonder of heaven and the glory and majesty of our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It will be amazing to be there. She continues with this. It is not difficult for the evil angels to represent both saints and sinners who have died and make these representations visible to human eyes. These manifestations will be more frequent and developments of a more startling character will appear as we near the close of time. It is Satan's most successful and fascinating delusion, one calculated to take hold of the sympathies of those who have laid their loved ones in the grave. Evil angels come in the form of those loved ones and relate incidents connected with their lives and perform acts which they performed while living. In this way they lead persons 
seems to believe that their dead friends are angels hovering over them and communicating with them these evil angels who assume to be the deceased friends are regarded with a certain idolatry and with many their word has greater weight than the word of god satan has power to bring before men the appearance of their departed friends the counterfeit is perfect the familiar look the words the tone are reproduced with marvelous distinction many will be confronted by the spirits of devils personating beloved relatives or friends and declaring the most dangerous heresies these visitants will appeal to our tenderest sympathies and will work miracles to sustain their pretensions this is something we need to be careful for and we need to warn people of this because this is going to happen and this has happened to many people already and they are deceived by it because satan studies these people the evil angels study these people and so they can mock them and they can do these subtle gestures because they know what they look like there are so many things that they can do to deceive us into thinking that they are our dead loved ones and that is why it is so important to make this deception known to tell people the truth of what it is in the bible so that they are not deceived when this sort of thing happens and they can rebuke the devil but satan doesn't just want to personate dead relatives there's one person he's going to impersonate above all that is why we need to study and know our bible because this is going to happen she says this the enemy is preparing to deceive the whole world by his miracle working power he will assume to personate the angels of light to personate jesus christ if men are so easily misled now how will they stand when satan shall personate christ and work miracles who will be unmoved by his misrepresentations then professing to be christ when it is only satan assuming the person of christ and apparently working the works of christ satan will take the field and personate christ he will misrepresent misapply and pervert everything he possibly can a power from beneath is working to bring about the last great scenes in the drama satan coming as christ and working with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and those who are binding themselves together in secret societies this is why we must study this is why we must know the truth because the bible tells us that jesus will not be working miracles the second time he comes around he will not even touch his feet to the earth in fact he warns us if you hear about christ here and if you hear about christ in the desert and he names all of these different places he said do not go there it is a deception and he warns time and time again be not deceived and he says be watchful be prayerful because your adversary the devil is roaming about seeking whom he may devour and he gives us all of these warnings so that we are prepared for when satan does come and personate christ we cannot go there we don't watch it we don't have anything to do with it because he is prepared to deceive a lot of people performing miracles calling down fire from heaven and doing all of these wonderful things to deceive the people to make us believe that it is christ when it's not that is why we must tell people what is really happening and show them from the bible show them from the spirit of prophecy what is actually going to take place so that they are not deceived it is our duty and our privilege to tell people these things and whether they believe us or not is up to them but it is our job to show people 
people the truth. She continues, there is a limit beyond which Satan cannot go. And here he calls deception to his aid and counterfeits the work which he has not power actually to perform. In the last days, he will appear in such a manner as to make men believe him to be Christ, come a second time into the world. He will indeed transform himself into an angel of light. But while he will bear the appearance of Christ in every particular, so far as mere appearance goes, it will deceive none but those who, like Pharaoh, are seeking to resist the truth. As the crowning act in the great drama of deception, Satan himself will personate Christ. The church has long professed to look to the Savior's advent as the consumption of her hopes. Now the great deceiver will make it appear that Christ has come. In different parts of the earth, Satan will manifest himself among men as a majestic being of dazzling brightness, resembling the description of the Son of God given by John in the Revelation. And read Revelation 1, 13-15 for that description. The glory that surrounds him is unsurpassed by anything that mortal eyes have yet beheld. The shout of triumph rings out upon the air. Christ has come. Christ has come. The people prostrate themselves in adoration before him while he lifts up his hands and pronounces a blessing upon them. As Christ blessed his disciples when he was upon the earth, his voice is soft and subdued, yet full of melody. In gentle, compassionate tones, he presents some of the same gracious heavenly truths which the Savior uttered. He heals the diseases of the people, and then, in his assumed character of Christ, he claims to have changed the Sabbath to Sunday and commands all to hallow the day which he has blessed. So these are some of the things that we can know that he will appear first in different parts of the earth, which is to be noted because the fact of the matter is in Revelation it says every eye shall see Christ at the same time. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how it's done, but that's what the Bible says. It says every eye shall behold Christ. Not that he's going to appear this place and this place. No, he's coming down from the sky and every eye shall see him. And that is amazing and something that Satan cannot replicate. Another thing that he can't replicate is the fact that he is telling people lies. And this is one of the lies is that he changed Sabbath to Sunday, which we are told is not the case. The Lord says in the Bible, I am the Lord, I change not. The commandments were in place before the earth was ever created and nothing has changed them in all of time. People have thought to change times and laws and they've even deceived people into thinking that they have, but in reality, God has not changed. The Sabbath has not changed and it will not change. And this is one of the deceptions that Satan will tell and this is one of the ways that we can know that it is not Christ because Christ doesn't change his commandments. He tells us to keep his commandments holy. And one of those commandments is the Sabbath and the Sabbath is Saturday and not on Sunday. And you can listen to my podcast about that. I have a series on that and you should listen to it because it is really important to know these. She continues, Satan sees that he is about to lose his case. He cannot sweep in the whole world. He makes one last desperate effort to overcome the faithful by deception. He does this impersonating Christ. He clothes himself with garments of royalty which have been accurately described in the vision of John. He has power to do this. He will appear to his deluded followers. The Christian world who received not the love of the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness, transgression of the law as Christ coming the second time. He proclaims himself Christ and he is believed to be Christ, a beautiful majestic being clothed with majesty and with soft voice and pleasant words with glory unsurpassed by anything their mortal eyes had yet beheld. Then his deceived, deluded followers set up a shout of victory. Christ has come the second time. Christ has come. He has lifted up his hands just 
as he did when he was upon the earth and blessed us the saints look on with amazement will they also be deceived will they worship satan angels of god are about them a clear firm musical voice is heard look up there was one object before the praying ones the final and eternal salvation of their souls this object was before them constantly that immortal life was promised to those who endure unto the end oh how earnest and fervent had been their desires the judgment and eternity were in view their eyes by faith were fixed on the blazing throne before which the white-robed ones were to stand this restrained them from the indulgence of sin one effort more and then satan's last device is employed he hears the unceasing cry for christ to come for christ to deliver them this last strategy is to personate christ and make them think their prayers are answered but this is how the counterfeit differs from the genuine satan is not permitted to counterfeit the manner of christ's advent satan will come personating jesus christ working mighty miracles and men will fall down and worship him as jesus christ we shall be commanded to worship this being whom the world will glorify as christ what shall we do tell them that christ has warned us against just such a foe who is man's worst enemy yet who claims to be god and that when christ shall make his appearance it will be with power and great glory accompanied by ten thousand times ten thousand angels and thousands of thousands and that when he shall come we shall know his voice satan is striving to gain every advantage disguised as an angel of light he will walk the earth as a wonder worker in beautiful language he will present lofty sentiments good words will be spoken by him and good deeds performed christ will be personified but on one point there will be a marked distinction satan will turn the people from the law of god notwithstanding this so well will he counterfeit righteousness that if it were possible he would deceive the very elect crown heads presidents rulers in high places will bow to his false theories this is amazing and we need to realize the distinctions because if we don't and if we are not studying to show ourselves approved we could be deceived we need to realize the differences he's not going to counterfeit his advent christ is going to come with ten thousand and ten thousands and thousands and thousands of angels with him will be bright glorious we are told of how christ is going to come and how he will appear and we need to study that and we need to know christ will not be performing miracles when he comes he will not be walking upon the earth he will be seen by every person know this study it out for yourself and warn other people about it because it is our job to do this so that people are not deceived yet we know that thousands and thousands millions upon billions of people are going to be deceived even presidents and kings and queens and all of the people in the high places are going to bow down to his false theories and they're going to like his false theories because it agrees with what they've been saying all along when in fact the bible tells us another story of how it's actually going to be and this is why we need to warn the people and tell them and get as many people as we can to see the truth and to see the light because the prince of darkness is going to come and he's going to try to counterfeit that light and he's going to succeed with a lot of people but we must have the true light and the true source within us so that we can be a bright light shining against the false light and that terrible darkness that is coming she says this the sick will be healed before us miracles will be performed in our sight are we prepared for the trial which awaits us when the lying wonders of satan shall be more fully exhibited men under the influence of evil spirits will work miracles they will make people sick by casting their spell upon them and will then remove the spell leading others to say that those who were sick have been miraculously healed this satan has done again and again wonderful scenes with which satan 
Satan will be closely connected will soon take place. God's word declares that Satan will work miracles. He will make people sick and then will suddenly remove from them his satanic power. They will then be regarded as healed. These works of apparent healing will bring Seventh-day Adventists to the test. Satan can, through a species of deceptions, perform wonders that will appear to be genuine miracles. It was this he hoped to make a test question with the Israelites at the time of their deliverance from Egypt. We must not trust the claims of men. They may, as Christ represents, profess to work miracles in healing the sick. Is this marvelous when just behind them stands the great deceiver, the miracle worker who will yet bring down fire from heaven in the sight of men? It is the lying wonders of the devil that will take the world captive, and he will cause fire to come down from heaven in the sight of men. He is to work miracles, and this wonderful miracle working power is to sweep in the whole world. Satan will come in to deceive, if possible, the very elect. He claims to be Christ, and he is coming in, pretending to be the great medical missionary. He will cause fire to come down from heaven in the sight of men to prove that he is God. It is stated in the word that the enemy will work through his agents who have departed from the faith, and they will seemingly work miracles, even to the bringing down of fire out of heaven in the sight of men. He doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do. Revelation 13, 13, and 14. No mere impostors are here foretold. Men are deceived by the miracles which Satan's agents have power to do, not which they pretend to do. And that is the difference. That is why we are told about this, so that when we see these things taking place and we hear about these things taking place, we can know that it is not the Lord performing these miracles. It is the devil. In this age, Antichrist will appear as the true Christ, and then the law of God will be fully made void in the nations of our world. Rebellion against God's holy law will be fully ripe. But the true leader of all this rebellion is Satan, clothed as an angel of light. Men will be deceived and will exalt him to the place of God and defy him. But omnipotence will interpose, and to the apostate churches that unite in the exaltation of Satan, the sentence will go forth. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. Revelation 18.8. As the second appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ draws near, satanic agencies are moved from beneath. Satan will not only appear as human being, but he will personate Jesus Christ in the world that has rejected the truth will receive him as the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. We must realize that miracles prove nothing and miracles cannot supersede the Bible. I want to read a couple quotes more about this. And she says, go to God for yourselves. Pray for divine enlightenment that you may know that you do know what is truth. That when the wonderful miracle working power shall be displayed and the enemy shall come as an angel of light, you may distinguish between the genuine work of God and the imitative work of the powers of darkness. God's people will not find their safety in working miracles for Satan will counterfeit the miracles that will be wrought. And then she says, if those through whom cures are performed are disposed on account of these manifestations to excuse their neglect of the law of God and continue in disobedience, though they have power to any and every extent, it does not follow that they have the great power of God. On the contrary, it is the miracle working power of the great deceiver. The Bible will never be superseded by miraculous manifestations. The truth must be studied. It must be searched for as hidden treasure. Wonderful illuminations will not be given aside from the word or to take place of it. Cling to the word. Receive the engrafted word which will make men wise unto salvation. The last great delusion is superseded 
soon to open before us antichrist is to perform his marvelous works in our sight so closely will the counterfeit resemble the truth that it will be impossible to distinguish between them except by the holy scriptures by their testimony every statement and every miracle must be tested and this deception is almost universal this is why we must be very careful there is now need of earnest working men and women who will seek for the salvation of souls for satan as a powerful general has taken the field and in this last remnant of time he is working through all conceivable methods to close the door against light that god would have come to his people he is sweeping the world into his ranks and the few who are faithful to god's requirements are the only ones who can ever withstand him and even these he is trying to overcome the forms of the dead will appear through the cunning device of satan and many will link up with the one who loveth and maketh a lie i warn our people that right among us some will turn away from the faith and give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils and by them the truth will be evil spoken of a marvelous work shall take place ministers lawyers doctors who have permitted these falsehoods to overmaster their spirit of discernment will be themselves deceivers united with the deceived a spiritual drunkenness will take possession of them and this is why we need to be careful who we are listening to and who we are getting our advice from it is only the bible and the bible alone and the spirit of prophecy that we must study and compare and read very carefully and we need to read it from the king james version because all of the other versions are perverted and are missing verses and they are messed with that is why we must only read from the king james version and we must compare scripture and we must study to show ourselves the proof because these things are soon to taking place and some of them are already taking place such as the dead relatives to some people are happening now and have been happening for a while people believing that the sabbath isn't sunday and also these false miracles slowly but soon it'll come in full force all of these deceptions and we must prepare and we must get ready and we must cling to the word so that we can be saved and that we know the counterfeit from the genuine just like the people who do money and no money they study it so that they know what is true and what is false and we must do the same and that is why i wanted to talk about these things so that we can know the truth and the truth can set us free and once we know it we must share with the world because these deceptions are taking place and some of them are yet to take place but they are coming soon and we must get ready because time is not on our side anymore time is running out and we must prepare because these things are deadly and dangerous and yeah a little scary but that is why we must have christ in us the hope of glory so that we don't have to fear for what is to come but we trust in the lord and we know that he is there for us and will get us through if we trust in him and if we give up all for him and if we love him with all of our hearts and obey his commandments that he has given i thought this song went perfectly with what we were talking about so without further ado here it is no he comes with clouds descending once for favor sinners slain thousand thousand saints attending swell the triumph of his train hallelujah 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 god appears on earth to reign every eye shall now behold him robed in dreadful 
majesty from those who said had not and sold him pierced and nailed him to the tree deeply willing deeply willing shall the true messiah see every island sea and mountain heaven and earth shall flee away all who hate him must confounded hear the trump proclaim the day come to judgment come to judgment come to judgment come away now redemption long expected see in solemn pomp appear all his saints by man rejected now shall meet him in the air Savior, take the power and glory, claim the kingdom for thine own. Oh, come quickly, oh, come quickly, hallelujah, come, Lord, come. And remember what it says in Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So with all of this being said, let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord.